Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Didi. We are the hilarious outcome of opposing brains sharing a mutual desire to share knowledge and positive thinking about hemp and cannabis. We are here to tear down the walls built by Big Pharma and other big companies that seek to keep the human race in fear and divided. We are here to shatter the myths about hemp and cannabis and change the stigma of this amazing plant. Welcome to Hemp and Happiness with the Hemp Queen and Emperor podcast. Join us as we venture into this misunderstood and the unknown. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for being with us and listening, as always, to our uh, crazy antics podcast involving the fun, fun world of hemp and cannabis. Uh, we have an awesome guest today. If you don't know who Dr. Amber Can is, you should know who she is. Not only is she a very good friend of mine, and I have known you since, oh, man, we've met in what? A few years back. Yeah, 2018, maybe 2019, maybe. Oh, it's. It's it been a while. It, was, it, it might have been. No, um, I'm going to say 2016. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. If if there's something about cannabis and hemp that I don't know about, she is one of my go-tos. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I will, I will, I will bow here. to the other queen that's sitting in this room, y'all. Um, uh, Shut up. <laughs> oh, Matt's here too. <laughs> yeah, Matt is here too. That's right. We have to talk to him. Guilty. <laughs> But we so appreciate Amber being on today. And why don't you just give us a little bit of your background and what you specialize in? Because, you know, most people don't know. Right. Well, I'm a pharmacist by training. Mm -hmm. I've been a pharmacist for 22 years. I've been um, doing, I've done a lot of different pharmacy things in Mm -hmm. my career. And just recently, um, over the years, I've worked a lot in substance abuse. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to move that a little closer. Okay. There you go. Over the years, I've worked a lot in substance abuse and with patients in active addiction and active recovery. And so that's been one of my practice interests throughout my career. Um, And, of course, cannabis, alcohol, lots of different medications um, play into uh, a patient's full picture of health and uh, dishealth Mm. when you think about it. So the more I learned about cannabis, um, people using it really just recreationally the more I got interested in the chemistry part of it. I'm a chemist at heart, and uh, there wasn't a lot of research, as we know. Um, Good research, I'll say. But the more I was able to find, the more intrigued and fired up I was about how beneficial it could be for patients. So I just started educating myself um, and, and got incensed that new pharmacists that are being trained are not being trained on cannabis because we do have patients who are using it both medically and recreationally but most pharmacists have very very little training on um on anything related to cannabis the industry has just said well it's illegal it's a c1 drug we're hands off our pharmacists don't touch that sort of thing but now we know the the tide has changed and it's coming to kentucky it will be here and i want to be on the forefront of bringing it responsibly and um and doing the right thing for our patients uh, but also doing the right thing for Kentucky so the really cool thing about you that maybe most people the, don't know the thing is there well, only I mean one there's thing? a few things I but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna singular bring this now. back up besides knowing me and we're friends <laughs> um but you along with myself and what 
13 other people were appointed to the governor's medical cannabis advisory committee. Yes. Which is such a huge honor. Um, I was pretty shocked when I got that phone call. I don't know about you, but. Well, considering that I had just sent an email mm. kind of like you, you did yep. and I put my name out there to some people in certain circles and yeah, I was kind of surprised too, but it was hours before I was presenting to the Kentucky Pharmacists Association on medical cannabis. So <laughs> go figure it was, um, it was well-timed that I got to announce it yeah, and yeah. I'm being the only pharmacist on the, on I the know and I'm team. the only hip person on. That's right. Isn't that pretty cool? So, and it, we're all, we're both yeah. pretty badass boss ladies. Uh, Agreed. I mean, and you can agree to that yeah, too, I, Matt. I, I, I agree. <laughs> oh, Matt's here. I, I, not only do I agree with that, I, I, I'd like to ask you both a question on the advisory board. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what that entails, what the end goal is, um, the steps in between. Walk, walk the listeners through that. Yeah, for sure. Well, first I'll say the reason that there is one is because Kentucky had a House bill that passed that Correct. languished in the Senate. Correct. And it basically... Um, was ready to go it had really the votes to go through the senate and there were certain powers that be that um decided to focus their attention elsewhere yes they did um as always (laughs) they kentucky's been trying to pass this bill and to get medical marijuana here for a while now and representative nemus had put on house bill 136 and it passed the it passed the House, flying colors, and was moved on to the Senate. And, of course, it got stalled yep. again. Yep. Um, and I was there in the gallery when it yeah. passed the House, and it was very moving. Oh, yeah. Uh, because there were patients in the gallery mm-hmm. and um, the wife of one of our fellow Correct. advisory team members was yes. there. Um, so I was, I was so encouraged and a lot of us were fired up. a lot of us thought that it might honest I'm going to be honest though I did not think it would pass this year and well, I just I had that feeling few days I, left in the session exactly and and the fact that you know the senate was trying to actually ban cannabinoids yeah as well they're gonna pass medical but ban cannabinoids the so, delta eight right so how does the advisory yes. board lend to that? We're, we'll we're get there. We'll get there. So, yeah. yes, the advisory board came about because the governor also was disappointed that it hadn't Correct. moved forward. And he was looking into um, a, a path to other ways, not maybe full legalization of medical programs, but just something to give relief to patients. Yes. So he created this advisory board. Um, no, yeah. No matter what anyone thinks about Governor Bashir, this is the first governor in the state of Kentucky that has actually been proactive on cannabis and trying to move Kentucky forward and get us caught up with the rest of the states that are, that have programs. And honestly, this is an issue that is very bipartisan. Very bipartisan. Few and far between. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, for the, for the division in the United States and even in Kentucky, this cannabis is definitely bipartisan. Mm -hmm. But I think the main thing that, you know, we had our first meeting um, last week and one of the main things that we talked about what the committee is set to do, what we are supposed to be doing is listening to people, hearing why they're for it and why they're against it and actually listening to their stories. So we are kind of keeping record of that. Um, and whether or not, you know, they're having town hall meetings as well. There, so far, there's been three scheduled. A new one was just scheduled all in July, um, all over throughout the state. Kind of it was the central, west, and northern places. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it, it's super important. I think there's going to be one in the Eastern District too. Is that uh, the first one Pikeville? coming out is Pikeville. Pikeville. That's Pikeville. next week, actually, on the yeah. 6th. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and then there's one that'll be in Frankfurt on um, July 19th, and then one in Hopkinsville on July 25th. And right. that's one of the newer ones. So we we're hoping that people come to these town halls and give us their stories as to why they want medical cannabis here. Um, or why they don't, or, or why or, they don't, or why yeah. if they're on the fence, yeah, maybe we can answer questions. Oh, very well. true. Very true. I mean, he put experts on this committee for Correct. a reason, for a reason. And even the committee is very well, um, rounded well-rounded mm-hmm. yeah like there's you know we've got we've got the few advocates mm-hmm. um then we've we've got a lot of doctors we've got um former attorneys uh, attorney generals there is also um cookie she has been in the correction side yeah, she's for, commissioner forever mm-hmm. yeah so it, it's really a well-rounded advisory team so i thought it was pretty interesting and i think it's good that the governor is just trying to do something mm-hmm. and hopefully we can take this research back and these stories back to those specific legislators at least this is my thought um and maybe change them and sway them and get medical passed here because um, it's needed it's yeah. needed there is some division between the hemp industry and the cannabis industry. There is. Uh, obviously, there's a, there, there's a revenue uh, uh, factor causing that division. Mm-hmm. And With the two of you, one, one being a pharmacist, one being a retailer, how do you see that uh, working out in Kentucky? Well, I see it working out really well, frankly, uh, because it... If we go forward with what the House passed, which I hope they do, um, I think it's a, it, 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 it has um, a very prominent role for pharmacists in that bill. And I like that, obviously, um, because I do think pharmacists need to be involved in this process. Cannabis and hemp have... Why? Uh, uh, Say why. why. Why? Because... Drug interactions. Drug, and that's what I was going to say. Yes, yeah. drug interactions. There are so many drug interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just... Um, it affecting drugs that the, the patient may already be on, and then they add cannabis mm-hmm. of any variety, but also on cannabis. And so a patient could be taking something that would need to necessitate a change in the dose of cannabis, either the THC component or the CBD component, to make it uh, more safe and more effective for that patient. Which makes sense. So on that level, do you believe that a uh, prescription should be required? For someone to have access to cannabis? Well, I don't think they're calling it a prescription, but... For medical cannabis, if they're wanting to use it for medical reasons, I, I mean, it... Yeah. Especially if they're on, on other medications. Right. Well, I'm, I'm not talking medical. I'm talking cannabis in general. Oh, I see. Um, I'm not... I'm not... I'm more of a free love kind of person when it comes to recreational, too. I mean, I think with um, guard, guardrails in place for adults that I think... Um, I'm okay with recreational use too. I mean, but I do think that pharmacists need to be educated because people will ask. They, they need to be able to be safe to ask healthcare professionals. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So um, the bill as it stands or the bill that passed says that a pharmacist has to be a consultant for a dispensary. And a pharmacist is part of that process of the patient obtaining medical cannabis. 
So a patient would meet with a pharmacist after diagnosis, after getting the recommendation and visiting the dispensary before receiving any product, they would consult with a pharmacist and then it would, um, there would be an ongoing relationship with that pharmacist. Obviously in retail, who would bear that cost of the pharmacist? Would it be the dispensary or would it be the patient? The bill says that the pharmacist can't can't charge the patient more than forty dollars. Now, of course, that could change, but I'm I'm fine with that. Um, I think that uh, it, it, there's nothing in it that says that the pharmacist doesn't or can't connect uh, or write a contract with the dispensary. So that's really where right. the monetary uh, remuneration for a pharmacist would happen is the, the the relationship between dispensary and pharmacist. Right, and my fear with that. Not that I don't think you should be a part of it, because I do. But my fear with that is that that will raise the cost for the dispensaries, and thus that cost will be handed back down to the patient. Granted, I know there's something in there that um, taxes are not going to be charged to the patient. Correct. But in order for the dispensary to be profitable, in order to have those products, because they're not cheap, um, that cost is going to go down to somebody. I agree. So there is that. But to answer Matt's earlier question, the reason there's a discord between hemp and cannabis is because, and you and I have briefly spoke about this on our drive to Frankfurt. We carpooled, (laughs) saving gas. Um, But we carpooled and talked about a few things. But one of the things that is up for the 2023 hemp farm bill um, that you've got hemp people that are promoting completely changing the THC levels to a total THC and not allowing um, Delta 8 or Delta 10 or other other cannabinoids being sold at hemp dispensaries. And the reason being is because a lot of these same products, it's the same plant. We both know that. We all know that. Um, But those products are, are, being sold cheaper and they're available through the hemp industry and people are coming there instead of going to the metal, the marijuana dispensaries. So the marijuana dispensaries are losing money on those products. And of course they're saying it's because they're unsafe, it's they're extracted incorrectly, blah, 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 whatever the reason is. Um, it all comes back down to money. Mm -hmm. So you have hemp and cannabis are kind of fighting against each other. And then hemp is also almost, promoting that fact that they should be separated. Uh-huh. So okay. there's that issue there. Yeah. Well, th- there's the tax factor as well. Yes. And I the mean, tax factor. I mean, most states are charging what, 17%? Oh, and some are even more than uh, that. Tax rate on yeah. cannabis mm-hmm. and hemp products are zero. So Extra. that, 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 well, outside of the, your average state sales tax. If your state has um, one. Right. Yeah. Right. So that gives hemp quite an advantage. Huge advantage. Um, and and I, I imagine that that would leads would leads to the rift. So how how would the two of you propose to resolve that on the council? Let's just fix this right now. We should. Yeah. Okay. I, we hadn't prepared ahead of time. <laughs> but <laughs> That's I think. Okay. But I think this is simple enough to where we can solve. No, just mm-hmm. kidding. No, it obviously is complex. It is. And I'm on. The, I mean, I'm not on team hemp or marijuana or cannabis or. I'm pro cannabis. Period. I'm pro patient. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm pro yeah. person. Well, yeah. there and 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 that's that. This is the point, right? Yeah. Because the division is ridiculous, but mm-hmm. there's considerations that need to be considered and resolved right. before moving forward. Right. But the, because they do also affect people. They right? do. Because the people who are growers, the people who are in the industry. And, and here's the one thing: I truly do not 
believe that just because medical passes here in this state, that they should make the Delta-8 or the Delta-9 that comes from hemp or any of the other cannabinoids, make it only be bought at a dispensary. And the reason being is we have people that may not be able to get their medical marijuana license or may not be able to pay the fees to get that or to go into that dispensary and pay those fees when we have just as good products in our stores available through hemp. I'll agree with that. And I'll say too that the Kentucky bill was very narrow in the the allowed or the the approved medical conditions that mm-hmm. medical marijuana very would be used narrow. For. I mean, you have to start somewhere. And yes, we do. I, I, the conditions that were approved, I agree with. But there was one that they really should add. Oh, um, what do you think they should add? Well, PTSD. You always have anxiety. That's well. That's true. I yes. think the anxiety aspect should be added to it. I thought. Uh, I thought it was only PTSD, uh, and not anxiety. I don't know. It was so broad that. I kind of read it as that meaning, you're right, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen Parkinson's or... Um, oh, but are this, you kidding? Yeah. yeah. It, it did include spasticity, um, and it mentioned MS, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't specifically say Parkinson's. So right. it's, you know... It, it's I know. room for and improvement. Even Ohio is still adding conditions. I mean, and this yeah. is new for our state. So I just hope that there is a condition in the bill that says, you know, it, as as things come up, we'll be able to expand on that. Oh, I think so, too. Most because, states have. Uh, yes. So what about what about a hurt big toe? I mean, yes, if cannabis is going to help you use it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel I about so. it. But I that, mean, I mean, yeah, again. It's not on the list of medical conditions. Itchy it eyes? Yeah. I no. have I have all of these. You have all my of toe them. is killing me. Yeah, gout. I could use some cannabis. <laughs> I mean, you eat a lot of meat and drink cheese. a lot of alcohol. It, it, it could, you know what? Oh, yeah, you know cheese? what? It could be. Damn. Now I'll have you know. Um, okay, we could. <laughs> I'm conservative on the on the drinking, but that's neither okay, here nor good. Right. Not, this is not about me. I'm more interested in this advisory Our board and and, and what what really interests me is that line of medical versus recreational, mm-hmm. how that's going to affect the hemp industry how that's going to affect taxes, how that's going to affect retailers. There's a lot to think about. There is. There is. Mm-hmm. And when I yeah. start to think about it late at night and all the things that I, I mean, even just like, you know, outside of my pharmacist realm, mm-hmm. but I th- start to think about, oh, I hope we, I hope we talk about that. Yeah. And I hope somebody's thinking about that. So, if, it, you know, start I, making notes. Look, I mean, if I'm making notes, yeah, I've just been making notes. So when we all come together, we can all talk about it. Well, just like we were talking before we started recording about training for dispensary employees, mm-hmm. there are states who require it. There are states who do not. And I believe that Kentucky should, but I do too. <laughs> I mean, but some people's training is just from years of experience. Well, true, you know what I true. mean? And so I don't, and uh, if I educated myself, of course, right? As did I, yeah. for a lot. I didn't yeah. get cannabis training no, in pharmacy school. Of course not. But if you have someone coming in from another state, who's been a bed tender or a, a dispensary person for a long time. Okay. I count that as yeah, experience. I do too. Um, and then we can, you know, take a test or something, but training also adds costs. And so yes. I, I, I'm sensitive to that as well. Uh, again, I'm pro patient. Mm-hmm. I'm in favor of us not killing people. Correct. People get annoyed when you killed them. So let's <laughs> not think? do that. <laughs> how, how would you kill people? Or are you just being sarcastic? I'm being, I'm being 
a bit facetious, but uh, I'm yeah, just saying with drug, I mean, interactions, drug interactions, there are, th- I mean, yeah. honestly, there are a few very, very concerning drug interactions with cannabis and for warfarin, for instance, a drug, a blood thinner, oh. um, certain, um, seizure I medications. I won't even sell it to someone if they're on warfarin. Yeah. Good. Thank you. I just, I know. I, and I know this from my own experience. I've been on warfarin before. I know how horrible it is and everything yeah. it interacts with. I mean, you couldn't even, you couldn't even hardly eat any green stuff. Like you do had you, to limit that stuff too. Right. Do, do you know so. what warfarin was originally invented yes, for? Yes, I do. I do. Rat poison. It was. Yeah. yeah rat poison. That's why I'm kind of thin on top with my hair. Y'all we ain't gonna go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's some crazy stuff. I mean, I had blood clots growing up that were not my fault. Um, but Mm -hmm. shit happens, right? (laughs) We all have a crazy past and some of the things we had to take, but yeah, warfarin's one that I'm like, "Mm, no, you got to talk to your doctor first. So there's just really high alert kind of things that we pharmacists, we think about Mm -hmm. in our day to day of other medications. Well, and we, uh, even as, uh, we're hemp gurus and have been doing this a long time. We are, we cannot give medical advice. Right. So when someone comes in, it's really on them. They should always check with their doctor if they can take these or products pharmacist. or a pharmacist. Yeah. And I, I usually, I usually tell them if you're on a lot of medications, you can check with your pharmacist. Yep. Um, but again, again, I worry that some pharmacists don't know. Yep. Most pharmacists, not most pharmacists, um, a growing number of pharmacists will, will do the, you know, will have some basic knowledge. Correct. And um, unfortunately, I mean, it just, there's not a lot of time in pharmacies that allow for pharmacists to do the research or to right. even look up something that they don't know. Right. It's such a, a manufacturing um, do you, and line you, these days. Do you teach like um, CLEs? Like, I know that's a legal thing, continuing legal education, but do you do mm-hmm. that kind of that same thing? So, um, so yes, to the Kentucky Pharmacists Association, mine was a, a continuing education Good. session for them. I wasn't sure what the pulse in the room would be for mm-hmm. pharmacists on medical cannabis. I think some were completely disinterested because of the legal issue, mm. um, or maybe they're close to retirement, and it's not something they want to think about anyway. Right. Or, or they, they, or they think they don't have patients who use cannabis, which, uh, yeah, <laughs> I would say to that one way or another, I, I bet Walter you money. Dash. Yeah, I bet you money they're using. Oh, yeah. and that was my point. That's what I started yeah. the presentation with. So, but others were curious, maybe curious to start with, but uh, fired up. Good. At the end of it. And then others definitely saw the possibility of working with dispensaries. There's nothing in the bill that says a pharmacist can't own a dispensary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people who are making the determination uh, that a patient qualifies cannot own a dispensary like a physician. Right. Um, so so I was I left that meeting very encouraged that Good. a lot of the pharmacists, at least in that room, mm-hmm. were open to the possibility of of welcoming it into their practice. I know I wanted to bring up too, one thing that uh, Dr. Amber Kane and I talked about on that ride to Frankfurt was, I think it was on the way back actually. Um, We talked about how, you know, people, if they eat too many gummies, and oh. what the reactions are. And if they end up in the ER, right. what's a good thing that will help people with that? Oh, yes. It yes. CBD. Uh-huh. And yeah. the, what? CBD isolate. C- right. Oh, yeah, right. CBD isolate because mm-hmm. it, it sort of competitively blocks THC from hitting its receptors. And sometimes it will bump it off. So, so yeah, that's a, a known remedy for people who are coming into the ED with 
um, with the, as the a, ER, with, uh, ED, <laughs> right? The ER, emergency department, emergency okay. room. That's right. Um, they're coming. Yeah, ED has a yeah, other. Yeah, it does, yeah. especially in our realm. So that's why I had to correct you. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, yes. People will. You know, you've probably talked about this on the podcast before. Where people with edibles will take one, and then it doesn't have an effect, and then it, they take another one, and it doesn't have an effect. And and um, I learned the term cookie casualty, which is one of my favorite mm. cannabis terms. Terms where cookie people, casualty yeah where okay. they've have you, have you, yeah have you i've not i no, we and i don't think we have talked about it really on the show oh well yeah. okay mm-hmm. yeah so i mean that's uh, some states uh, especially in the medical realm they require their gummies and edibles to be sort of a non-appealing right gummy shape right you know um but other states don't have that right qualification so you could buy a chocolate chip cookie that has supposedly a certain amount of cannabis in it but who's to say that half of the cookie has half of the dose right um so people will you know maybe they'll start slow and take fourth of a cookie but who the hell eats a fourth of right chocolate chip cookie anyway yeah (laughs) as my stomach growls and i'm thinking of lunch yeah yeah. no kidding so um so yeah they just continue to you know they, they nothing happens within 15 minutes and it's they, that instant gratification, which it, we have talked about yes. on this show. And yes, edibles yes, take time. They do. And they do. they're very, um, there's a lot of biochemistry that's complicated that, that affects patients on how edibles are absorbed. Correct. So it could be your stomach acid level. It could be your, how fast your GI system moves in general. You could have other metabolism, m- right? I mean, yeah. just if you've eaten or you've not eaten mm-hmm. what the content of your meal was that you ate, right? Because fatty, fatty meals, yep. CBD and THC are both what they call lipophilic. And mm-hmm. so they need fatty stuff around them mm-hmm. to be able to be absorbed. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's very unreliable, or at least very it's unpredictable, unpredictable. through the oral yeah. route. And so these people who take more and more, um, then it all starts sort of kicking in <laughs> at once. Yeah, and it might. But it's be, too much, and then it's too much, <laughs> and you know they've it, despite their more knowledgeable friends' warnings of starting low and going slow and waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed that instant gratification, and then their first experience, perhaps, is with not so good. Is not great. Right. But yes, in uh, emergency rooms, if they do come in with the untoward effects of THC, mm-hmm. oh, I, I don't want to say it, it is an overdose. It's too right. much dose, right. but of course, it's not a fatal right. um, condition. But um, if it, they, which is good. Yes. That's the one beautiful thing about cannabis. Yes, and I can talk about why. The, there's no virtually no overdoses of of THC, but if you like, I can drop some scientific knowledge bombs and brain well, chemistry. We're gonna have you back on the show for <laughs> sure. But yeah, so they'll they'll administer CBD mm-hmm. in the emergency room as for and supportive care, you know, hydration yeah. and yes, and that sort of thing. Of course, yeah. of course, and but once once down. the THC has been absorbed by the endocannabinoid system and the psychotropic chemicals have been released to the brain cbd is not going to reverse that um it can it can it doesn't reverse that reaction but it actually attenuates it right so it it would prevent any more thc from being absorbed not anymore i mean it's still probably coming to i mean there's there it's coming it's coming it would (laughs) it would it would reduce the amount yes the thought is is that it would reduce and at least minimize uh, an escalation at right. that point of right. untoward symptoms. Yeah. But once it's absorbed, 
it's, it's there. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's something I've had to explain to customers before as well. Yeah. Like it's not going to snap you right no, out. It doesn't, no, no, it doesn't no. snap it's you not right like out. Be on no. your merry way. Yeah. It's, no, 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 it's pick not your kids up from school. Yeah. No. Uh, no, it's not the, no. the EpiPen in the yeah, TVs no, that they stab not. in your chest or anything. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the, that's important to know is that just because it, it took a while to get there and it's also going to take a while to reverse. But I mean, the average time is what, four to six hours? Oh, that's reasonable. Reasonable. Yeah, but it could be up to eight to 12. Oh, some true. That is true. Um, I mean, depending on the, the metabolism part right. aspect of it. Well, that's what they've told me with other medications, and it's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I mean, but we're all different. We all metabolize. We can pill my ass Viagra. <laughs> well, isn't it telling that we can pre- we c- we can predict things like Viagra within mm, fifteen minutes? We can right? make a pill that works within fifteen minutes of Viagra, but CBD and and mm-hmm. THC all over the place. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, because we have a system for it. You know what I mean? So, so our bodies will use those cannabinoids for what our body wants to use it for, not for what we want to use it for. That's the one thing about (laughs) that, that, right. That I have just honed it. You know, I'm like, give it time to work people. This isn't a pill. It takes time. And especially with edibles, I'm like, please just go slow. Mm -hmm. No matter how many times we've said that we'll have people come in. I took two months. You were right. I shouldn't have taken that much. I'm like, if you listen to me, if you, that's why we're here, we're here to educate you. And it's not Um, only, I think it's not just the slow to onset, mm -hmm. but it's once it's, there's an onset, it's slow to you know build up Mm -hmm. too. And so that's another thing. Is oh, yeah. Are just, they, they might even start to feel something mm-hmm. and then, but they think, oh, that's not enough. Right. Oh, true. So then they build on it as yeah, well. Yeah, true. That is true. So don't yeah. be, don't be a cookie casualty. <laughs> a cookie Listen casualty. to I love that. the people who are trying to help you. Yeah, Just like sure. in any medication, you start low, you go slow. Yep. And when you know, pharmacists can help with finding that dose. Correct. Um, very educated people like you, Didi, can help and people Matt, find Matt's that. Pretty and Matt, Matt, too. oh, Matt's yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if my education. I'm more of a shoot from the hip, but he is okay. kind of a okay. shoot from that the hip. That said, and that actually brings up to. I well, was just. I really just have one question that I'd like to ask, and that is with the lack of FDA approved research for THC and cannabinoids in general. I really get confused on this whole prescribed cannabis when we're not even allowed to make medical claims about the shit. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, we have no idea what it does because no studies have been conducted. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, laugh in the background. Mm-hmm. But we're going to prescribe point. it now. Yep. With no studies published about anything, and by the way, you're not allowed to make any claims about anything that it does. Oh, but you can get a prescription for it. Yeah. Tell me how that shit makes sense. So in the United States, there, there isn't obviously there, there's been a, a prohibition on actual rigorous research on cannabis because or it was cannabinoids. Put in a Schedule One in the seventies. That's right, because of Nixon, yeah. which he is a crook. So I don't know why we still right. are listening yeah. to barbaric division. Oh, division actually, we could do a podcast. Yeah, yeah. You. I know. John Ehrlichman right. and yeah. Henry Eisner. Yeah. Anyway, it's terrible. But um, yeah, so. Um, but the re- but research has been done in other countries. Israel is miles ahead. I mean, yep. light years ahead 
on research in cannabis. So mm-hmm. there are published studies. There are there is rigorous research. There are data to support. Um, but will the the United States and the FDA accept those? Well, um, it's coming. That's, that's two different questions. So okay. the FDA. Federal Drug, drug Administration. Administration. Right. So, right. I thought it was food and drug. Oh, it, it is. It's food. And is drug. it food yeah. and drug? But it's yeah. a federal. It, a it federal is, agency. Agency. Correct. So, food and drug should never be put in the same sentence. Yeah. So I think about the FDA is kind of like the uh, think about the people who certify um, hair dryers. Okay, mm-hmm. you know that UL symbol on it. You know there are, there are agencies who who test these products and say, yep. They will not burn your house down, right? And so we, we, and so com- companies sell those products because they don't want people's houses to My burn building, down as yep. a result of selling this hair dryer. Um, so it's it behooves companies to find products that are safe, right? And it behooves the um, the regulatory agency, the, like the, the the certifying agency, to do good testing. To make sure that their reputation is intact, right? Right. Okay. But that's still a questionable too. I mean, these labs are all over the board well, on testing. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, and but what I was going to say about the FDA is, they, their their motivation is to maintain their reputation of being, you know, the gateway to safe medications in this country, right? <laughs> Bullshit. I mean, <clears throat> right. Well, there has to be some regulatory. Yes, there does. There does. Committee. But. It, for the FDA, there's no, um, there's there's benefit to saying we need one more study or this study that you've submitted to us that fits all of clicks all of the boxes. You didn't look at this type of patient or we we just thought we'd like to see one more. And so their their onus is on suppose you know public protection. Well, and less so on getting you know medication that has been studied in other countries that we do have the data on and and i i obviously i'm pro but i also have a problem with it um being treated like a drug as well and these manufacturers that are trying to get fda approval as a drug whatever their product may be as a drug you can't patent a plant. Mm-hmm. And that really has been the whole issue. So yeah. when they're, they are putting on these research things and they're taking this drug that they are now um, making out of cannabis, they are putting additives in it. But still, that, 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 that's the whole thing is if by definition it's a drug, is there any, F, is there any drug on the market right now that is not FDA approved? No. Oh, there's lots of well, I mean, there's that, talking about. that doctors are prescribing. Sure. That is not FDA approved. Absolutely. I didn't know that. There's that's fascinating. Well, to me. they're not prescription products, though. Exactly. Okay. They're so more order, considered but, dietary supplements. Actually, I'll take that back. I'll take or, that back. So I was thinking dietary supplements because uh-huh. dietary supplements don't are not regulated by the FDA. They have that nice little warning label Correct. on there that says they haven't been evaluated. And doctors prescribe them to say, hey, you should go get you know, yes. whatever supplement. Uh, and we don't have a lot of research. We have more research on hemp and cannabis, honestly, a well, rigorous research sure. than we do on a lot of that stuff that's on the Walmart shelf. Um, but and there, other big box shelves. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. On the beep shelf. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, but there are to answer, to go further is there are, 
thousands of medications that are FDA approved that are prescribed for reasons that they're not approved for. Correct. And that's that is legit. That that's called off-label prescribing. And that's mm-hmm. a legitimate practice. That's what the ivermectin is. Yeah. That's yes. why some of those doctors. And Dr. Molly actually spoke on off-label prescription during our previous part podcast. Correct. Okay, that's, good. Correct. That's interesting to me. Yeah. So it can be used for good and for evil. Correct. Um, and so, yes, but yeah, there, the, back to your question about the, the prescription. Yes, it's a C2 or C1 medication. And I think that medical professionals have been sort of careful not to call it a prescription in, in medical programs. So in a state that has a medical cannabis program, it's not that the prescriber or the cannabis clinician is writing a prescription in the traditional sense that they would write a prescription or now uh, electronically. Send Smoke two joints and call me in the morning. Right, right. I don't think they're writing that, but they, maybe they are, but it's not on a prescription pad. Like we, we hold that pharmacist hold that sacrosanct, that. Yeah. you know? Okay. So there's, they're using different terminology. Um, and it's more of a recommendation. I think, I don't know what that's, I don't know what the terminology of the land on is, but it's more of like the recommendation. And then they go with the recommendation and a plan for how often they'll be using something. And then the, they'll go to the dispensary and the dispensary will have products that will have the, the milligram level that's been uh, suggested by the prescriber. That's interesting. I'd actually never been walked through that before. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it it all is, but the one thing that we wanted to definitely um, tell all you Kentucky and Kentuckian listeners, um, there is a website. It is called, it is medicalcannabis.ky.gov. Go to that. If you cannot be at any of those town hall meetings and voice your opinion, whether you're pro or you're against medical marijuana, and please, I know everybody wants recreational. I ain't stupid. That's we not, all know this. That's not we this all know it. But that is not what this is about. It is about medical cannabis coming to Kentucky. Um, so voice your opinion on that. Again, medicalcannabis.ky.gov. Share your insights. We want to hear the stories. That's what that's what we were appointed to. I've already had numerous callers call me. I've had numerous people on my Facebook reach out to me and they're definitely for it. Um, and at last count, I think, um, the lady from the justice and public safety cabinet told me there was about 1100 people that had, and mm, like, wow. I think and it was like been up 98% was pro. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's super important. And, and I mean, two of them were just like some sort of like prince that was offering to yeah. send them a lot of money. Oh really? The form, I think that's the, the other 2% <laughs> were just were scammers. Yeah. And I've <laughs> had a lot of people reach out to me, of course, how do I get on it? How do I do that? And I'm like, I don't, I think they've made their decision as far as the committee members go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it could be, I, I think, um, I mean, more committee members yeah. could be named as others roll off. And I think the biggest way for others to help is to spread the word, yep. spread the word about the town hall meetings, spread the word about the um, website and, you know, just kind of keep pointing that stuff out to everybody. And I will add a major way that any Kentuckian can make their voice heard is make an appointment with your legislator. Absolutely. Write your legislator, show up in your legislator's office. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, do it and do it respectfully, respectfully, which we did. We, yeah, this is like in every episode. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yes. Yeah. I mean, be your own advocate, tell your stories by submitting your stories on this website. Correct. But Mm -hmm. it's, if you can look, your representative in the eyeballs mm-hmm. and tell them your story. Uh-huh. Um, 
that is that is powerful. much more powerful. Yep. And if it is someone who is um, on the fence, mm-hmm. you know, that can be very that can be that can be persuasive when they know that there are people that they are representing and people that are actual real people in human correct. flesh that can be helped by their efforts. I think people can be moved by that. Yes, correct. Well, I feel very good knowing that you two are on the council and I'm very excited to see how this pans out. And I'll just leave you with one more comment. Okay. Recreation is the best medicine. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Indeed. So think on that. Okay. Next council meeting. <laughs> right. For sure. Baby steps. Baby yes. steps. Yes. Now, did I understand that I have a bet to solve? Oh, you already did it. Did you, we talked about the, the CBD isolate. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, we so all win. Did good. We yeah. all win. We all we did. win that. But we all win. What I wanted, to, I wanted to circle back, speaking of CBD isolates, and, and about like... Um, prescriptionizing mm-hmm. um, CB or cannabinoids. Right. Um, I think an interesting sort of possibility in the future might be that these companies start making isolates that have a particular cannabinoid, that have a particular terpene, mm-hmm. that have, you know, and these bespoke... <laughs> Ultra spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> uh, Maria extracts available at 502. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, mm. Well, I mean, they they do exist in some form, mm. but I mean, I, I can just, I can see light bulbs going off in someone's yes. head that. However, mm-hmm. it is so important. And you and I discussed this as well. Terpenes, they're in every single plant. Okay. Right. Terpenes, yes. their sense. If you don't have a true cannabis terpene, don't even bother with it. Yeah. I mean, it's if it's just added a, to make yeah, it stinky. It, exactly. That's not the beneficial aspect of the cannabis terpene. Right. And that's the one thing that has irritated the living shit out of me about terpenes. Most people are like, oh, but you got to have that for the entourage effect. Well, I'm sorry, but there are not a whole hell of a lot of cannabis, true cannabis terpenes on the market that are sold separately. They're not. Yeah. They're not cannabis terpenes. Don't nice. be mixing that stuff. You're just mixing a freaking scent or a fragrance in with your isolate at this point in time. Yeah. And if you're not, if we're depending on where you're getting it, it might not be for ingestion use. Or exactly. The vehicle that they use could be irritating. Well, I don't know, get me started on that. Exactly. You know? yes. and, and some of the FDA approved flavorings and scents, <laughs> you would be very <laughs> interested to know what those actually from. are. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. the, the beaver butt. Thing. Oh, right. Yeah. We <laughs> talked about that Ooh. on another show. We did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In my, uh, in one of my uh, pharmacy <laughs> it's settings. It's Nutria, and, but go, uh, yeah, go, okay. on, go on. No, I'll prefer beaver butt. <laughs> TM. <laughs> um, yeah. As, as a pharmacy or early in my career, as I was a pharmacist that did compounding, we did a lot of flavoring and things like that. So yeah. I had to learn a lot about grapey. Yeah. We, <laughs> we had to learn a lot it's about purple. It's uh, purple flavored. Was it purple drink? <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on. We both appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely have you back on again, Dr. Oh, Amber. Good. And I am, I'm thrilled when I saw that you were on there. I'm like, yes, Yay. they were smart. Of course, for choosing both of us. Absolutely. But, but yeah. I think, I think we've got a really good team for this and hopefully we can get medical passed here in Kentucky one way or another one way or another even if we have to just walk people through the door and see it for themselves we're gonna do it yep and again just reminding everybody it is medicalcannabis.ky.gov yes get on there learn and figure out when all the town hall meetings are and where they are show up you know give us your story tell 
us pros and cons, why you want it here, why you don't. And this again is about medical cannabis, not about recreation. Right, right. You gotta, so got to start somewhere. Exactly. So thank you again for being on. It was, a, it's a true honor. We appreciate you and all that you. you do. And, uh, if anyone ever does have questions about the drug interactions, I have referred many a people to Dr. Amber can. Yes, absolutely. So she will help you with that. And she will actually look at all of your prescriptions yes. and, uh, tell you that maybe, um, you need to talk to your doctors cause they don't always talk together about what meds they're putting you on. Yeah. And, uh, sometimes you need that expert advice from someone who actually studies drugs. Yeah. yeah. So you keep that in mind. A thing or two. Exactly. You do. You know what your new nickname is, right? Oh, no, I don't. Dr. Amber can abyss. Can abyss. I know it's perfect, right? I mean, it, it is it was, perfect. It's even spelt right. It isn't even spelled right. It is. Goodness it is. gracious. I know. It just, it just begs for a domain name. Yes. Oh, it, oh you better get that I quick. Know, I know. I need to start thinking now. Well, well, thank you again. Yeah, we welcome. appreciate you as yeah. always. Well, you know, I appreciate your expertise and I always look to you for, you know, so much about oh, well, thank you. cannabis and, and I look forward to working with you too, because I want to learn more about the industry side and the production side too so well you know that that'll be on one of our topics there as we're driving and saving gas and carpooling that's right yeah, i love that thank <laughs> exactly. you exactly all right all right thanks happy hemsters for listening to us i know this ran a little bit long but we appreciate you as always and uh you know keep it hempy out there and don't forget don't forget be your own best advocate Thanks for joining us for another episode of Hemp and Happiness with the Hemp Queen and Emperor. Keep your mind ever open and expanding. Like, subscribe, review, follow us, all the good stuff. And keep, keep it, it hempy, hempy out, out there. there.